Hey, it's Nudia from Nudia in the Afternoons here backstage at Lollapalooza here with Mahalia. How yeah, are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy. Thanks for stopping by. Of course. Okay, so I actually want to start off with an icebreaker. Okay. I had about how I discovered you. Yes. So during the pandemic, okay, I feel like you're going to be able to relate with me on this story, all okay. right? So during the pandemic, the person I thought I was going to end up being in a relationship with my ex, I thought we we're gonna get back together. Yeah. He ended up quarantining with another girl. <gasps> I know. It's really sad now, what? but I mean, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So he ended up quarantining <laughs> with another girl, and I was heartbroken. So I Googled, this is actually really embarrassing. I Googled <laughs> songs about hating your ex. Aww. And, and what did you find? The first song that popped up was I Wish I Missed My Ex. Aww. That was the first song. And then that's kind of how, is that I how you found me. You. Yes. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's how I first heard you. And then, you know, even though the song didn't relate to my yeah. situation at all, yeah. Um, you know, it has a very like choir feel, and yeah. very, like you feel like you're not alone when you listen to that song. Yeah. For sure. So I was like bumping it in my room like the whole day, <laughs> and my family's like, "Are you okay?" I was yeah. like, "No, no." And so um, that's kind of how I discovered that. Song. I love that. I really love that. That's. I mean, it's funny whenever people come to me. <laughs> particularly about that song because because I think when I wrote it I, I was kind of like I don't even know if I I didn't hate the guy mm. I just didn't want to be with him anymore yeah. and if anything I feel like when I wrote it I was kind of like this is like this is fine I'm I'm not being mean I'm like you know I'm just kind of saying damn I wish I missed you <laughs> but then when I put it out and he came <laughs> to me and was like this is horrible <laughs> I was like, really? Is it? And then when I had all these girls coming to me going, that that song helped me get over my ex. I was like, oh my God, did it I really? really? Yeah, it's very yeah. therapeutic. But I love that. I love that. Because I was wondering, because you write a lot of songs about your personal relationships and experiences. Yeah. So I always wondered about that song, how he felt about it. it was, he was horrified. <laughs> he was oh, horrified no. because I think we were kind of like, I mean, I'm really, really open anyway. I, I, I was always brought up to kind of not be afraid very of. Honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I find like, I've always found it hard to kind of not overshare or not kind of share exactly what I'm going through. So with him, we had been high school love. So we were like, you know, like we liked each other in school and then it never really went away for like seven or eight years. He was my hey stranger guy. Okay. He was the guy that would pop up like every six months, say, hey, stranger. And I would completely fall back into the little cycle. The yeah, cycle the cycle. Of, you know. I was going to say trap, but cycles better. <laughs> um, and then we ended up finally getting together and being together. But then this time it was me that was like, I want to end the cycle. And then it was like, oh, you're lovely. I wish I missed you, but I don't essentially. Yeah, which I you love because it's usually the other way around, you know, like I miss songs you. are like, I want you to call me yeah. and you're like, you're calling me too much. Yeah. Like I'm trying to do my own thing. Like Definitely. please please back off. Yeah. So do you have that a lot where people where maybe romantic partners or people you were involved with come back and they're like, This is a song about me? Is this like, you know, do they come to you a lot and you're like, This song's about me, huh? Well, yes. Well, not so much anymore because we are not in contact and mm. I and I think I ensure that there is no contact but <laughs> but it has happened before and when it's happened I have to be honest I would never tell I would never tell a man the truth if oh, if a guy really? came to me about a song and said this is about me I would say it's not <laughs> just because I think like the being able to write music about people that 
cause me pain is my superpower and I don't want them to have any part of that and I don't want them to feel any sort of power from that so I would never tell a guy but I do love when they come and they guess <laughs> it's a nice ego boost right <laughs> and so could you explain the okay so you said there's a different version because in the US it's what are you doing hit yeah. you up you know uh, and you said there's a different, hey stranger th yeah there's a different version or like come oh, over babe or so like what is it there's a hey stranger or there's hey big head <laughs> is another one it's kind of i think it's that kind of like playful flirtiness that's yeah. meant to be like friends flirting but it's not mm -hmm. um or what else is there i think the most common one is hey stranger hey stranger yeah like, I, I i like literally wrote a song last week about like and I called it Hey Stranger about when a guy comes and says Hey Stranger, oh, really? and it's usually when he's just come out of a relationship or he's feeling a bit lonely or you and know he's looking for some company. Yeah, he's looking it's for that you kind of situation. You must have had that. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe once or twice, <laughs> you know. But so you know, we're talking about like guys and relationships, and I want to know if this story is true. So, oh my God, about you. <laughs> standing up someone you're not ro not romantically but i heard that you stood up kendrick lamar is that true is that true not in those words that's what not i heard that's words. what no, i heard no. do you know you, what this you stood up kendrick lamar for a meeting no oh my Cup god no no i swear to god no everybody so this story has really gone through the wood okay this story has gone from here to here to here so there was a time this so when i used to live in london when i was like I want to say that I was like 20, maybe. Okay. So I'm 24 now, just turned. Um, I might have years been- Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> learned, she's learned in the past four years. So uh, so I, I have always been a fan of Kendrick since I was a kid. I think like he's just always been someone in my life that has been like a love of my family and we've all kind of bonded over him and his music. Mm. And I was working with Soundwave and Soundwave's an incredible producer who I met when I was making my first album. He'd done a lot of work with Kendrick. We were working in London and now, context. <laughs> at this time, <laughs> at this time I had, n I had no money. I wasn't living anywhere solid. I was kind of sofa surfing. I was like, basically like every time I was in the studio, during my time writing, I was working out where I was staying that night. So it was either friends, sometimes I'd go back to Leicester, where I'm from. Sometimes I would stay in a hotel if I could afford it. Sometimes I would literally just work it out. So th this night in particular, I, I, I was having to leave London and get back to my hometown, which is about, a, from the studio that I was at, door to door is about a three hour journey. Okay, so that's a journey. Right, so I'm upstairs in a studio, Kendrick's downstairs. I find out he's there. Somebody comes up and says, look, um, Kendrick wants to meet you. I was like, oh my God. Bearing in mind, I've got my suitcase in my hand. I'm about to leave, right? Cause I, cause I need to get on the last bus to get to King's Cross Station. Okay, so you're taking a bus. Okay. Right. We know so about a that bus in Chicago. <laughs> okay, we get on a lot of buses. Uh, yeah, here. so a bus t to the station to get home, blah, blah, blah. Also, when you have like a fixed ticket, you can't change what train so you, you get on. you pick the bus. Right. You pick the bus over meeting with, with, No, 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 no. I met him. Oh, you met I him. I met him. So I went downstairs, I chatted to him. He, I remember he said, hey miss. And I said, hey. <laughs> and I was really scared. <laughs> and then I think, I don't, I think I, I literally just said it was so great to meet you, but I have to, I've got to run and get on the bus. But he was, he was working on his record. Okay. So I actually think he was busy. Yeah. yeah. 
But so how did it turn into the story that you? I've that got you no idea to? because I think I one time said to somebody that I left, and I think people are like, "Whoa, so you stood Kendrick up?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, I met him, and and I would love to meet him again." And like that was also it was such a different time. And when I think about it, to be honest, when I think about that story. If anything, it it makes me, it's a reminder of what a humble time that was and a time where I couldn't stay and meet Kendrick because because then I, where would I, how would I get home, you know? Yeah. And so I don't think it's a regret because at some point I'm going to meet him and and I'm going to get to spend more time with him because that's, that, that was when it was supposed to happen. You know, I feel that. We're, yeah, I feel that. I feel what you're saying because it all happens organically, yeah. the way it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you didn't have time to sit there. Like he didn't really have time. He didn't have time. Recording. You didn't have time to sit there and have this long chat and yeah. things like that. And the struggle was real. Yeah, the struggle was real. Like you need to get on this bus. Okay, we so we we cleared that up. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about this this Adele concert that happened. My the gosh. BTS at Hyde Park. And so she handpicked you, correct, to yeah. be a part of that? Yeah. Adele handpicked you. <laughs> like, how did that feel? Um, I think I think that is, I think that's probably one of the highlights of my existence. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> to be that's honest, fair. I think um, it. I think with any artist, it just depends who they are to you and what they did for you. And I think when Adele first came out, she was nineteen. Um, and it was it was the first album 19 that I think I I bought. It was the first album I, I ever bought. So the first oh, wow. album I ever took like change like money in my hand went to the shop and purchased it. And I remember she had there were a couple songs on there. There was this song called Daydreamer that was just so beautiful. It was just her voice and a guitar. And that that is the song that made me want to start playing the guitar. Outside of you know. I love music anyway, and I kind of always knew that I was going to sing. But the idea that I could make music with my hands and then sing at the same time came from Adele. And it's not even that I ever saw her playing the guitar, but it, there was this song that just resonated with me as a kid. Inspired you. Yeah. yeah. And so then you kind of move on from that, you know, 12, almost 13 years later. And, and she's finally, I'm finally getting a moment where I'm like, oh, it's Adele. Like... I think I've waited for that moment since forever, you know? So what is it like to get a call like that? Like, what do you do? Like, after a call like that, what do you do with yourself, you know? I, I don't know what I did. <laughs> I don't know where I, I don't know where I was. I think, I think I got a message from my manager saying this might happen. Oh, okay. She said it's, she, she had heard through somebody else that Adele had picked a few girls to be on the lineup and my manager said I, I I have a pretty good feeling based on what somebody said that your name's in there and I, and I think I was like that's amazing but I think I also you try was not like, to get your hopes up yeah right? and yeah. also like a few of these things have happened before and it's kind of gone away so I so I think you just kind of have to go that's cool if it happens oh my gosh but you know yeah and then when it came through I cried a lot I cried a lot on the day as well. I cried before my set. I cried after my set. It was all very messy. Yeah. A ball of emotions. I mean, that's fair, though. Those yeah. are fair emotions, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. If there's a time to cry, it's definitely when Adele picks you as oh my an God. artist. Also, when Adele sings, like, yeah. she came on stage singing Hello. And I just cried. The most emotional song in all of history. I just cried and cried and cried. My mum went, no, so... 
the real special thing about it was that my mum came up to me during the show, during Adele's show. She was absolutely bawling her eyes out. And my mum was just like, we did it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> You're like, I can't. We I did. can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I think when, like, he, like hearing my mum say, say that also reminds me that it, it was a big thing. Yeah. And I wasn't just thinking, like, this woman has been a huge part of my journey. It, it was a huge thing. Because well, I think for parents, like, they sacrifice a lot. Yeah. You know, and they, yeah. like, will do anything to help you achieve your dreams. Yeah. So when it happens, like, oh, shoot, like, yeah. we're really, we're really out here <laughs> at, at Hyde Park, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so moving on, I know that our digital digital producer, Morgan, shout out to Morgan. Shout She's out not Morgan. here today, but shout out to Morgan. She's going to be watching this. Um, we did a release roundup in May, and so we pick new singles or new albums that have dropped, um. and she you know put your yours of course your ep letter to my ex and um she featured i know she said she liked in the club and of course letter to your next yeah and stuff and so watching that video it's very interesting and hearing the song it's very interesting because it doesn't even feel like a song well, is, you know is, is this letter to your next yeah letter yeah. to your next yeah and i so get that it, did you was that the intention when you made that track i i so obviously because letter to your next follows letter to your ex i wanted them both to feel like i wanted them both to feel like i was speaking like i was having yeah. a conversation so when i say like you know i think in that in that so i'm really bad at reciting my own lyrics i <laughs> don't know why but in letter to your next when i say when he told you about the breakup, did he blame me? Did he tell you I was crazy? I think that is something that I would literally write down and send in a message. So I wanted, particularly with those two songs, I wanted them to feel like I was genuinely having a conversation with the person listening. Like I was just saying this really long, maybe like a minute and a half monologue that was just kind of pouring out everything I felt. And I have to say that like over the past few years, I think like post COVID and post my album coming out and kind of losing all that time, getting to like have fun with my album, um, my, my first album, I think I kind of got a bit lost. Like last year I put out a bit of music, which I like, I will always be proud of my music. I'll never, you know, bag on myself, but I think I got a bit lost and I got a bit confused about what I wanted to make as an artist. And so this year, Letter to Your Ex and Next is my proudest moment, I think, over the past few years. It's felt like I've really come to a place where I understand my voice and I understand what I have to say as an artist, as a woman, as an ex, as a friend, like in, in the club, just as a person. Yeah. Um, I kind of know where I'm at and yeah, so that that's lovely that that that, that you guys included that because I'm like super, super proud of it. Oh no, of course we, we play a ton of your music. Oh, we good. were all really excited oh. when we knew that we were doing this interview. <laughs> yeah, everyone was excited when we knew we were having you and we're backstage at Lollapalooza and you're, you're actually, this is pretty weird, you're doing this interview before you go off. Yes. So are you nervous about hitting the stage or do you have any yeah. like pre-ritual performance my, things that you do? My pre-ritual is just silence. It's like... I feel that. Yeah. yeah like yeah. It's, it's like real don't talk to me, um, which I think just purely comes from... Um, it's a coping mechanism to calm nerves. I'm definitely nervous. I've not performed in the States since the the since my album came out so the end of 2019 
Oh, before the pandemic. Yeah. Okay, so it's been a minute. Yeah, it's And you're here for a while because you're back in Chicago Yes, in September. I am back. Lincoln Hall. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so I'm here right now flying to Montreal going home and then I'm back out in like a few oh, weeks. Oh, so you're not staying. You're you're back and forth. I, ha- okay. I need to go back because I need to finish my second album. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any, you know, time <laughs> any- frame? <laughs> Do you know what? I would, I would love to give you one, but I think if I gave you one and it changed. You're right. Right. I would freak out. Yeah. So, but what then I I'd know put out is a that rumor that you lied to me, like <laughs> the Kendrick rumor. You know, like it'd be a big rumor yeah. again. But I know that it's. I, I'm like, I'm like tickling the end. Okay. So this is the most stressful part because I'm like, I just there's a couple more things that I haven't really like found yet that I'm searching for. You know. Okay. I've being an artist is long. <laughs> It's I mean, we see. Yeah. We see what you guys go through. The creative process is is long. And now, last thing before you head out, thank you so much for your time. No problem. I know before we started recording, you talked about your rocket ship tattoo. Yeah. And how, you know, we were talking about tattoos that we have that we're like, maybe we shouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you made up an interesting story? Because you just have a little rocket ship. And you're just like, I don't know why this is here. I put this here, but I don't know. Uh, why. You know, I, like, have I got a story for it? Yeah, no, I'm like, do you have you made up a story or like have some type of meaning? My story like, is is just I got this when I was 17. <laughs> just so everybody knows, that's why it's terrible, you know. But everything else does actually have a story. Everything else does have lead, a meaning. Yeah, but the rocket, no. So do you tell? Say maybe when you're 17, hold off on the tattoo. Absolutely. Maybe wait a little bit. And I got it with my best friend. <laughs> So whenever we see each other, we're like, woo. <laughs> Rocket ships. We're going to the stars. <laughs> yeah, it's just not very cool. But it's my first tat. But I'll probably get rid of Like, I can't have that on my wedding day. I think I'll be getting rid of that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it. But yeah. Well, thank you so much for being thank here with me. Thank you for having her. me. And uh, we'll see you on stage. We'll be excited yeah. to see you perform.